Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. All right, so we are recording on a Friday night, you guys, it's and we, I know I can. I know it's Friday, Friday, <laughs> um, and I can speak for myself. I have had a long week. It's been a long week, and so I think it's cool if we just kind of check in, see what got you through the week, what you might be grateful for, just kind of start off with a little bit of checking in. Yes, I should probably not have said that it's a long week because I literally went to work one day. Um, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. I thought I'm like, yes. And then like, girl, settle down. You've been out. Right. I'm like, ain't you out of town? Yeah, you chilling. Six hours. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I Sounds guess like I you're start grateful. my gratefulness. Um, <laughs> I am definitely grateful that the weather um, did not do any um, damage in my area. Um, we weren't really expected to get anything too terrible, um, but they closed work for me anyway. So um, I've had plenty of time to catch up on work and sleep and TV binge watching. So um, I am definitely grateful for that. What about you, lady? Ooh, um, what got me through this week is knowing that I would go home at some point. <laughs> like it's, been, it's been one of those weeks at work where I was just like, I just got to make it to the end of the day. And and having, I will say specifically having um, coworkers come in and say, how can I help? Mm, what what nice. can I help? What can I take off your plate? That has been so helpful. And, and having people at least acknowledge like, Yo, I know this has been a tough week. Like, that's how are you awesome. doing? Yeah, that, yeah that's so that's good. been helpful. But yeah, just I've been living for for the end of the day, which is not <laughs> good long term. But Lord, I'm grateful to be off. Yeah, she didn't yeah. say living for the weekend. Yeah. She said living for the end Ooh, of the day. Living yes. for the day. <laughs> yes. The end of the day. Living for. Okay. The, yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, I think for me, what got me through, I realized this morning that I literally have to listen to music every day absolutely i mean like all day like in between patients i'm like turning on music that's what got me through this week and i found a bomb i don't know if it's a bomb playlist on spotify or spotify just kind of picking up my old lady habits but (laughs) they've been playing some really good music for me just kind of in rotation so like old stuff like Day 26. Oh, Lord. Oh, I can't wow. like, name a day 26. Lucky. <laughs> it played Dondria. Oh, Lord. Yeah. You can all the ATL. It was, I was getting, right? right? I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. and I was in ATL. You know what? <laughs> Spotify <laughs> has attracted my location. <laughs> Big Brother is watching. Wow. You got, y'all. Uh-uh. Ooh. Uh, next is going to be Shorty Low. Right. Okay. <laughs> Not Shorty Low. <laughs> Let me bring myself in. I hope y'all shouldn't laugh that hard. 
Yeah, so that's what um that's what got me through. So I'm grateful for '90s music, the early 2000s playlists. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I am at the end of this week here. So yeah, awesome. awesome. I'm looking forward to somebody doing a '90s throwback party or a something. A '90s like, party that would be so dope. I feel like there was one recently in Columbia. Somebody yeah. did a 90s party. One of these promoters. I think pretty recently. Nice. I think I was out of town for it. We should throw one. We should throw a 90s, 90s house, house party. party. Yeah. A I really like to socialize in public. <laughs> so, when do y'all throw one? Yeah. I will definitely be there. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, not really speaking of house parties, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into it. Yeah. All right. So let's hop into today's topic, which is one I'm very, very familiar (laughs) with. Um, So today's topic is all about negative thinking traps or stinking thinking. Basically, um, the pattern of thinking that can kind of get us stuck or um, it affects the way we see reality. And it's usually in a way that makes things worse than what they really are. (laughs) And it happens so quickly that if you're not careful, you will believe it to be true. All the way. (laughs) Yes. So what are some of your, or or let me go back. When did you realize that you have become susceptible or guilty of some of these thinking traps? I was informed um, by (laughs) my mother at a very young age. Um, that because I would often have these, I guess, small breakdowns about like, it was usually around like education and learning and feeling like I should already know how to do something or I should already be really good at stuff. And I, I feel like I've told this story in the podcast before, but I remember um, getting the opportunity to start taking foreign language in, I guess, seventh grade. And I remember, I do also remember, oddly enough, having a panic attack in class that day and having to run out of class. It was the first day of class. Um, Having to run out of class, like gasping for air. And I also remember going home that day and I was crying and my mom was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I mean, it's just so hard. Like, I just don't understand. My mom was like, it's a new language. You're not supposed to understand. That's why you're taking the class. But for me, I just always grasp things like very, very quickly. So the fact that there's this thing that I was like, oh, like this is literally a foreign language, you know, like it's foreign and I can't do it. And I'm like, (laughs) I must know how to do it. And if I can't do it with ease, that must mean that I'm incapable, like I'm incompetent. And those, that was kind of a common thought for me, those if then kind of thing. Well, if I can't do it, that must mean X about me as a person or mean X about me and my abilities. Yeah, I don't think I realized my patterns of stinking thinking until grad school, actually, when I started to learn about these patterns and how they can impact your actions, how they can impact your perceptions of yourself and other people and how they impact your engagement with things in the world. And so I think I finally started to realize that one throughout my middle school years and into like early high school, um, I was depressed, um, but more so because of the ways in which I would talk to myself. 
and the things that I would say or the ways in which I would think about things. And typically it was, you know, this thought around taking things very personally, focusing only on the negative, this space of thinking with my feelings. I feel, therefore it is, as opposed to rationalizing. Um, And so I realized that those were the patterns that often pushed me or propelled me into those situations where I started to feel more depressed or started to feel more down. But it wasn't until then, you know, I had to look back and start to think about, well, what was that like in earlier life and earlier times? And so it's hard to detect. I will say that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, I would say junior high school, like eighth or ninth grade, when I realized the power of thoughts. And I can't remember if I've talked about this on the show or not, but I went through a spell, as most kids do, of low self-esteem. And so I made a decision one day to start talking, just being nicer and kinder to myself, even if I didn't believe it, Um, because I got tired of not liking myself. Like I got tired of even that internal dialogue. And so I, um, I, I started with scripture and I was like, well, if we are all made in God's image and if I'm not liking how I look, then that's kind of me saying God made a mistake, but God doesn't make mistakes. So then clearly I'm wrong. So I need to change what's, what I'm thinking. So I like committed to just positive thinking until eventually I started believing it. Um, so that was when I first became aware of how I was thinking and how I was internalizing other people's comments. And it wasn't until I got to grad school where I realized there was a name and learned about the different types Mm -hmm. (laughs) of thinking traps that we um, get into. And so, you know, once I started reading, I was like, Ooh, this is me. Read me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like there is a name for this. Okay. It's funny that you mentioned that like, like scripture and your faith kind of help you recognize it. And for me, like, my ideas about how to be as a Christian actually made my anxiety worse because Mm. what I did was um, the over-personalization and taking responsibility of things over things, even if that wasn't necessarily like what the cause, like I wasn't necessarily personally the cause. So I also remember like doing things like, or saying things to myself like, oh, you know what? I didn't make as high enough grade on that thing because I remember two weeks ago I wasn't very nice to one of my classmates and this is God's way of like (laughs) yeah humbling me or something I actually did that as well yeah I I did did a lot of that like everything was bait which is probably why I was like I don't know probably my easier uh, the easiest child for my parents because they did not have to punish me because I was baby I was punishing (laughs) myself left and right about something that's so funny yeah yeah same I remember tornadoes would come and I'm like oh my god it's because I did something I wasn't supposed to and this is God this is God punishing me or even if someone got sick or passed it's like oh no I forgot to pray for them that's why they got sick. I didn't, I did, you know, like, so for me, everything I did wrong, there was a punishment for it. And it wasn't just a punishment for me. Like I would attach any negative event. event. Yeah. Yeah. To that, which is a horrible way to have a faith. (laughs) 
right. But I think, I think it shows how these patterns of thinking that are internal to us and automatic to us can be funneled into like other areas of our life. Right. So it can be funneled into um, the way in which we think through religiosity and spirituality it can be funneled into the way in which we think our parents are engaging with us or those parental figures are engaging with us but I think now like as you guys are talking it makes me think about how you're internally or you're now able to say well this is just the internal pattern for me it's not necessarily my faith it's not necessarily my parents it's not necessarily like these other things it's just the way in which I view the world the lens in which I view the world or have viewed the world and I've projected it onto those other things Mm. and so and I think that adds to why it can be so difficult to figure out that you're having these patterns of thinking and that you can actually go in and change them so I know we've talked a little bit about like different types like we've kind of named a few different types in our own personal ways of thinking but let's give the listeners like a list of some of these stinking thinking or some of these thinking traps that you can often find yourself in so I mentioned my whole like if then statements and we call that black or white thinking like it's very absolute it's like it's this thing or like it's it's this or that but it's never something in between which in reality in life (laughs) it's it's never black and white like it's so many other things that you have just refused to consider because your brain is telling you no it's absolutely this if I don't pass this test the first time it means I'm incompetent no, it doesn't. It means you didn't pass the test the first time. <laughs> like that—that's what it means. Um, but we attach so much value on a thought that the thought becomes the reality instead of just being just a thought. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So my go-to is I am a catastrophizer. Um, and it's so funny because the more I think about it, it's usually only with with regards to safety and health. Because for most things, I'm pretty like even keel. Um, so catastrophizing is your mind goes to the worst possible scenario mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. Like it goes, there is no in between. It is not only do you imagine the worst possible outcome, you also assume that you can't cope with it. Um, that it's going to be the end of the world or just it's going to be horrible. So anytime I get sick, I immediately like, well, it's been nice, y'all. Like, this is going to be it. This is the big one. This is going to be the one. This is the big one. Not the Fred Sanford. Oh, Elizabeth. (laughs) This is the big one. you, honey. (laughs) But part of that is also because I just have, I've led a unique life of, of unique life experiences. So some of my catastrophizing is actual thick because random stuff has happened to me in my physical body that has not happened to other people. So when people be like, man, what's the likelihood? I say, yeah, yeah, you don't know my life. Right. Cause there have been times where they're like, but that happens to only 1%. Yeah. And they're like, so Miss Scott, we have some news. <laughs> like you don't know my story. <laughs> right. April um, say God always goes to hold his purse whenever it's time to like say, uh, these things are rare. Where's April? <laughs> 
got hold hold please i got one um my other one is filtering um or discounting where you focus only on the negative and you tend to ignore or minimize the good yeah part of that i think is too evolutionary it's like our brains are wired to focus on because it's a safety thing like we're kind of prone to focus on the things that could possibly be dangerous but then we overdo it to where (laughs) that's all we see so those are are two very common ones that I I relate to very well and for me I know I mentioned um what did I mention taking things personally (laughs) I mentioned taking Mm -hmm. things personally um which is focused around generalizing everything so this happened, that means that I am the center of all of it. And I think on other episodes, I've talked a little bit about how I can be a little self-centered and how um, when I think about things, it's always me at the center of it. So I would always take things personally. So for instance, if someone didn't speak to me in the morning, I wouldn't think and say, well, maybe they had a bad day or maybe they're just rushing to their office. It was, oh my gosh, that person's upset with me. Oh my gosh, something must have happened for that person to not like me anymore. Um, And so a lot of my thoughts were always around kind of taking things personally. And then also kind of that relates to fortune telling and mind reading. And so feeling as though I know what's happening in situations before I even Um, think through what could be the possibilities. And so fortune telling means that you are foreshadowing that things are going to happen. And typically those things would be bad. So if I do this thing, it's probably going to be the worst. If I agree to do this, it's probably going to have the worst outcome. And then mind reading is you going in and saying, yeah, I know that these people already perceive me in a certain way, or I know that this will already happen in this situation without giving yourself the ability to see what actually might happen. And so those are kind of some patterns that I have found myself falling into. Um, And then some other ones are like shoulds. So I often will say you have a case of the shoulds, right? So things should be this way. Life should be this way. Um, I should be accomplishing this by now. I shouldn't have to deal with this. So a case of the shoulds is often a, a judgment of what life is. And you're really projecting on how you would want life to be. I like to tell clients you're shitting all over yourself right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You're covered in should. <laughs> so... Now that we have reviewed a few, and, and there are more out yeah. there, maybe we can put in the notes a link to um, a site that, that gives a list of the common ones. Because um, it's important to know so that you can recognize when you're doing it. Um, because the challenge with the thinking traps is, as we've said, it happens so quickly that if you don't step back, you will end up believing it and and basing your thoughts and emotions and behaviors off of this thinking trap so i often liken it to um waking up in the middle of the night and like you're and you see a little thing in the corner you're like "Uh uh-oh what is what is that and it looks like something Mm -hmm. but in reality you're like oh 
it's a pile of laundry or it's a coat rack. Right. So, you know, you go back to sleep. You don't engage in the, the thought or the, you know, your heart rate increasing. You realize, oh, that's not really that thing. Mm-hmm. But with thinking traps, it's so quick. And if you don't like realize that's really a hanger, you're going to start pulling out weapons and behaving <laughs> as if it's some type of actual threat. And now you're beating up on the coat rack when it all it was was a coat rack the whole time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. how so one is good to to know what they are, but what are some tips or strategies that we can offer the listeners on how to loose themselves Mm -hmm. from these thinking traps? Well, since mine is the, the black or white thinking, like analyzing or looking at what is the thought? Like, are there all these if thens kind of statements going on? And then challenging that because a lot of times it's like, is that really the fact Um, And part of it is I'm often saying, what are the facts? I just, I literally just did this (laughs) with Shari before the show as I was having a moment of my whole breakdown prior to the show today. (laughs) And I had to literally, like, we literally talked myself through some of these if-then statements that I was having. And I, you know, it had been overwhelming me for the past few weeks. And finally talking through it, it was like, this is what I'm doing. Here I am with this. If I don't do this, Mm -hmm. then this means this. And I had been on this cycle and, you know, she just kind of talked with me and was like, all right, let's look at the facts. And when I looked at the facts, it's so, it's like, yeah, duh. Like, no, that does not mean what that means. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm adding all of this extra, like energy to just a thought that I'm having and it means nothing it means nothing and I'm literally having to pull myself out of it so just literally looking at the thought challenging the thought on is this fact or is this really just kind of based off of a thought that is coming from some feeling that I have about something and you say all the time April like your feelings are not facts And so I need to challenge that and look at what are the facts. And if my facts and my thought are not adding up, I need to get rid of that thought because that's, it's not helpful. For sure. I usually, that is a really good one. That's a good example for like how to move out of that black and white thinking. Um, When I work with clients, I'll usually say three C's. So catch it, check it, Mm -hmm. change it. Right. So we call these patterns, which means that typically you will go to a specific one, two or three thought patterns. Um, You may use all of them, but you have there's specific ones that you typically just automatically go to. And so the good thing about having a pattern is that you can catch it easier. Um, And so to catch it, you can ask yourself exactly what Erica said. Is this fact? Is this thought true? Is it true that nobody likes me? You know, is it true that nobody cares about me, that everybody hates me? Right. Is this thought true? And then another one that I like to say um, is saying, is there another explanation for why this might be happening? Right. So the example I gave was, oh, they walked past me in the morning without speaking. Is there another explanation for why this person didn't speak this morning, especially if they speak every other morning? Could it have been that they actually have to get to their office and get something done? Right. So being able to say, is there another explanation? So that's under catch it and then check it. 
you want to ask yourself things like, does this serve me? Am I having this thought? Is it making me feel worse than when before the thought occurred? Because usually our feelings follow our thoughts. So whatever you're thinking is going to impact how you feel. So if I'm thinking something and it's making me feel worse, then I probably want to check that feet, that thought and say, "Ugh, this isn't really making me feel better. Is that something I want to keep saying to myself over and over and over again, right? And so being able to kind of check it in that way and then changing it is more about figuring out, well, what can I replace this thought with? Because just telling yourself to stop thinking it is not going to work. That just, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not going to work. You're going to have to replace it with something. You're going to have to put something in that, in its place. And so I usually will say, well, what advice would you give a friend? What advice would you tell a friend in this situation um, or a friend who had the same thought as you? And it allows you to get closer to changing it. So I talk about those three C's, catch it, check it, change it. Um, I use those three C's for myself um, and try to move past that pattern of thought that you can get stuck in which is why it's called a trap exactly so I echo all of those (laughs) um so one thing I I will add is allowing yourself to have the feeling because the point of this is not to beat yourself up for it I mean you're you're sitting here listening to three mental health professionals who are saying that we still do these even though we know what they are so the the point is not to beat yourself up for it but to recognize when it's happening and just you know acknowledge it without having to engage with it um so some of the things that I do similar to what what Eric and Shari said about asking for evidence then I also kind of like well what if that it what if it did happen and allow myself to kind of have a factual conversation like okay well what if this thing you're imagining were to happen, then what would you do? And then what? And then it kind of takes like, okay, you are equipped to to handle it. Because a lot of times with stress is because we believe we are not, we don't have the resources to cope with the thing that's going on. So even if I allow myself to go down this exaggeration, eventually I can come to a place of like, okay, well, if that were to happen, then this is just how I would respond to it. And then the other one, what um, Erica said about asking like, is there, or maybe Michelle, I can't remember who said it. Is there another possible explanation for this? Um, and also, what else is going on that may be interfering with my ability to see the truth right now? So am I particularly sensitive? Do I feel rejected? Um, so, you know, am I really tired? Like, what else could be going on with this thing that could have me interpreting it differently? Um and go to the source like I'm especially if it's a person sometimes the only way to get that evidence is to ask to follow up when you can like sometimes especially if it's a stranger in Walmart type of thing maybe not mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it's a if it's a colleague <laughs> or a friend just be like hey you know something happened the other day and I just wanted to check to see if I'm reading things wrong just follow up and see communication yeah 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 <laughs> So many things go left unchecked and spiral because we let our mind just take, we take a snapshot of an experience and our mind creates the follow-up narrative sometimes until we've actually stopped to say, nope, I already have prior evidence of what might be going on or let me go get 
the actual evidence, as April has already stated. But a lot of times, you know, we'll just stay stuck. Again, the whole point of this this um, show is talking about how we end up staying stuck. And we will continue this narrative. And our mind is very powerful. Uh-huh. Our brain is so powerful. Yeah, it's the strongest muscle uh-huh. we have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. And it's the one that we are least, like, willing to work <laughs> and keep healthy. What's that say? Sorry. <laughs> I forgot uh, my oven. oven was on. Lord, ain't nothing in the oven either. <laughs> Lord, because look, my my whole like uh, catastrophizing. Oh Lord, April's apartment is it's on fire. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the amount of times I have had to like convince myself my apartment was on fire. <laughs> like, did I blow that candle? <laughs> <laughs> so perfect example of how your brain just my brain. <laughs> Listen, Shots I wasn't. A- <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> What's the other alternative? Right, Erica. Erica what could be another? <laughs> right. What's another explanation? <laughs> and, and my butt was like, who is outside beeping? Uh, <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> I'm, ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to blame outside till I remembered. Oh, you never turned the oven off when you got your meat out. The oven. Mm. Never turned it off. <laughs> Hilarious. So, <laughs> perfect example great example in the moment it happens you guys this yes, is automatic it, does. it is automatic <laughs> that is funny so hopefully those tips oh yeah hopefully those tips are <laughs> right. useful do you guys have any takeaways that you'd like the listeners to carry with them as they are starting to hopefully try to catch these thoughts and and check them and change them check yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> a whole song about it it is it is because something like me is bad for your health is that what's something okay sorry let me tell you what we need to do is a mental health playlist okay Ooh. so i have a um a playlist on my spotify uh my in case of emergency yeah and it's music it's a playlist of maybe maybe six songs that i listen to to bring me down when i need it like calm me down not bring me down Yes, because right. talking but, about go zero to ten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but yeah. in all seriousness, you know, just check in with yourself. I, you know that to me, just your self awareness. Self awareness mm-hmm. is just so important to strengthening your mental wellness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say practice undoing them. I'm I'm a big fan of 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 homework or at home activities and go online. Down there are so many of these worksheets you can find online for free and to, to practice doing it, uh, particularly when you're out of the moment. Cause it's hard. It's easier when you can kind of like, okay, let me go back to the situation. What thought came, what thinking trap is this? What else? Like doing it outside of the moment makes it much easier for you to be able to do it in the moment. Yeah. I like that. And I would say practice challenging yourself and being able to say that everything you think is not true. So your thoughts are just a function of all of your experiences wrapped into one. And that doesn't mean that it's necessarily true. It just means that it is your perspective on life. And so you get to go in and challenge that and change it um, so that you can 
engage in the world in the way that you want to show up because how you feel is truly a function of what you're thinking. It's good. Awesome. Well, I think that was a great show. I hope that um, our listeners have taken something away. Um, We'll certainly um, send a post a link to some helpful websites that might be um, a great starting point for you all. Um, And again, of course, we always encourage people to use therapy. But in the meantime, we are going to go into our next segment, which is Send One Your Love. Shari's favorite. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, But I'll actually start. Thank heavens. Um, Today, I would like to send my love to Dr. Shari Day for talking me off of my ledge um to uh, literally y'all just had yeah. a whole little mini meltdown prior to recording <laughs> and it's okay it's okay um it, but it was a, a wonderful mini therapy session probably lasted right. maybe 15 minutes That's what and I'm, I'm good to go hey. and ready <laughs> ready to take on the world again <laughs> so um shout out um to you Shari yes, I appreciate girl. it so I'm sending you my love today I'm going to send you my invoice. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I know, right? I want to send my love. Look, I'm all excited. I want to send my love to, look, this is a theme, to Dr. April Scott. More so because it is her birthday today. And she loves us and loves you guys enough to spend a couple of moments talking to you um but you know i'm still trying to figure out why she logged in right right on her birthday look on her birthday but i want to it's time with friends it's time with friends it is i want to send my love and say happy happy birthday you know going into this next year of life around the suns um i pray that it is glorious and that it leads you closer to where you want to be. Amen. Amen. I received that. Uh, thank you. So I would like to send my love out to Dr. Shari Day <laughs> and all my other friends who um, celebrated with me this weekend for my birthday, as well as who have, have texted, called, cash app, all of the above. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I treat my birthdays like a, an event. Um, I'm a firm believer that birthdays should be personal holidays, that if no other time during the year, like that is the one day that you celebrate yourself and everything. And so this year was not turning out like I wanted it to be, you know, coronavirus, a lot of things just did not go as planned. And it had me really in my feelings, just like nothing is going right. And this year has just sucked. And the one day I was looking forward to is not. And it was just like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I don't have any friends. And the weather hates me. It was just like <laughs> literally every possible, you know, Talk about catastrophizing. Right. <laughs> yes. Literally everything was just like, nothing is going right in life. Meanwhile, like April, you don't calm down. So Sunday, you know, pulled the plan B and, and um, you know, people showed up. And I, I, I do value that. That's one of my, my love languages. So it's definitely not something I take for granted. So wanted to send love out to everyone who came out in what was kind of some nasty weather, even though it cleared up uh, to spend some moments and had some good laughs uh it it was a a bunch of different conversations going on at once but 
It's a really good time. So just thank you to everyone who helped make yesterday and today a special day. Yes, yes. You deserve it. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Well, we are wrapping up another episode, you all. Thank you so, so much for hanging in there with us and talking about some negative, really difficult ways of thinking. Hopefully you got some tips that you can use and hopefully you got some things that you can probably share with others. So um, as we sign out, we're going to encourage you to continue to listening to us. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, um, and all of our social handles at Three Psychs in a Mike. If you have questions, concerns, or if you'd like to just send us um, warm love as well, you can always email us at threesikesandamike at gmail.com. Um, as you are listening, we encourage you to like, comment, and subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend because we are only as great as you say we are. So um, hopefully we'll see you back next week. Thank you so much. And with that, we are out. Holla. Bye, everyone. Bye.